check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Hot and sweltering the humidity just keeps cresting now i'm an exception to the rule ladies and gentlemen yours truly curtis lewa this is your lunch hour edition here uh i give you 45 minutes of a rip and read and commentary while you're trying to avoid the heat while you're schwitzing and all of you are saying what do you mean i'm loving this it's not hot enough for me that's right, Lou. I realize you're wondering, what the hell is he talking about? But for all of you normal people, they claim that by Tuesday night, that's right, Tuesday night, everything will be copacetic, right? You know that's not going to be true because we're hit in this heat wave. So hunker down, enjoy your AC, but at the end of the month, oh, my God, you're going to have to take a reverse mortgage and a payday loan because those electricity bills are going to be off the hook. Why? Because it's all being powered by natural gas. No nuclear energy in most parts. Natural gas. But, uh, Lou, uh, I want to take this to a place that you and now Sid Rosenberg, brand-new neighbor of yours out there in the Irish Riviera, the Rockaways, Bell Harbor are. Wow, with all the crime going on in New York City, I see that the Parks Department found uh, criminal number one bar none. He is New York City's most wanted. His name? Friday night, Lou, you probably were schwitzing yourself at that time with... uh, Oh, no, no. Sid Rosenberg, he probably was in the tanning salon. Boy, what a mask is. Anyway, the man's name was Andre Velasquez. He owns a dog grooming establishment, and he lives in Queens. So it was 8 o'clock at night, and he said, man, it's hot. I'm just going to go dive into the surf in the Rockaways. And he did. And all of a sudden, there were 12 Parks Department police officers who were blowing their whistles. And then they claimed that Velasquez was non-compliant for 30 minutes. So they smashed him to the sand. They cuffed him. And they locked him up. Is this not crazy? People are getting shot. They're drive-by shootings. They're robberies. Crime is off the hook. And the major law enforcement intervention was made by Parks Department officers who have low self-esteem because nobody takes them seriously. They wanted to show Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, the police department, that, hey, we're enforcing the fact you can't go into the water after 7. Do you know how many people listening right now have gone swimming after dark? I certainly have. Luke, come on. Admit it. Admit it. That's right. How many of you out there, no matter where you grew up, no matter what shore was close to you, Jersey Shore, Robert Moses State Park, Jones Beach, Quag, where the sharks are out there in Southampton, uh, Coney Island, Brighton Beach, Manhattan Beach, oh, Orchard Beach, tell me that you yourself on a hot, sweltering night, like we've had the last few nights, didn't actually break the Parks Department rule and go swimming. And in fact, some of you... 
It was skinny dipping, right? Come on, be honest, right? <laughs> Frolicking in the surf. Anyway, let's get to the most serious issue of all. The raid that was staged yesterday at Mar-a-Lago, the estate, right near the beach, in which the FBI bum-rushed in looking for 12 boxes of what they said were classified records that President Donald Trump and his staff and family took from the White House and took with them down to Mar-a-Lago after Joe Biden was sworn in as the President of the United States. Apparently, they were swarming Mar-a-Lago. It was an unannounced raid. There was no heads up. There was no indication of the items that they were looking for. They were scouring around. And, in fact, the president of the United States, former president, Donald Trump, said they even cracked open into his safe. Uh, Why didn't they get Geraldo to do that? Remember Geraldo, the great caper where he cracked into the Al Capone safe in that hotel in Chicago, and they found a bottle of old wine, some papers, and nothing else. They found Ubats. What a what a mistake that was. And then recently, didn't we just uh, acknowledge that the raid on my Kumbadicic, Rudy Giuliani's apartment, was all for naught, that there would be no charges found, even though they took everything out of his apartment? Over a year ago in Manhattan, they took all of his cell phones. They took all of his hard drives. They were coming out with crates of documents. Everybody thought that Rudy Giuliani was going, going, gone. It was right before he endorsed me in the run for the mayoralty in the Republican primary. Everybody everybody said Rudy is toxic. Don't go anywhere near him. And everybody avoided him. I didn't abandon him. A lot of you out there, you well, you know, you're right. You're right, Curtis. I was wrong. Totally exonerated. So now they decide to raid Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago. And as you, many of you know, I was, no, I was no Trump supporter. I got labeled a rhino. I didn't vote for Biden. I didn't vote for Hillary. I voted for independent candidates. But to me, this is completely outrageous, especially when you heard Axelrod on CNN say the following, which is mind-numbing. The Biden White House outside, uh, the actual White House, not in the Justice Department, they didn't know. They were blindsided given how buttoned up and cautious Merrick Garland is, especially with something as sticky as this. It's hard to imagine that they gave the White House a heads up. I do agree. I would be stunned if anybody in the White House, including the president, knew. (laughs) They expect us to believe that. You don't think they gave a heads up to Joe Biden. Now, there's no doubt Joe Biden may have forgotten about it five minutes later in the uh, basement at his beach house in Delaware. Uh, No doubt about that. But you better believe they gave a heads up to Joe Biden, the president of the United States. This reminds me of a recent uh, great podcast. You may want to check it. uh, Done by our own Frank Morano, who's back from that endless vacation of his to do the other side of midnight. He was interviewing... Uh, Judge Gleason, federal judge now, but before the lead prosecutor from the Eastern District of Brooklyn that prosecuted John Gotti Sr. for the last time. The jury found him guilty of all charge, triple life without parole, based on the testimony of Sammy the Bull Gravano, who ate the Parmesan cheese, uh, Gotti's underboss, and the Memorex tapes that clearly define Gotti Sr. ordering the executions of his own best earners. All right, that was a slam dunk. But later on in the great uh, interview on the uh, Racket Report, you got to check it out. 
Gleason now says that he never told the head of the Rackets Bureau, his boss, or even Barr. That's right. Barr was the attorney general back then when uh, when uh, Gotti was prosecuted. That was back in uh, 1992. Uh, he claimed, I didn't even tell Barr. I kept it all a secret to myself. Uh, they really believe that we're suckers, right? They really do. Like, all of a sudden, they and they alone made this decision that they didn't kick it up uh, the ladder. In this case, the uh, FBI raiding uh, Mar-a-Lago to President uh, Joe Biden or to Giggles, <laughs> Vice President uh, Harris. And in the case of the prosecution against John Gotti uh, Sr., uh, that um, Gleason, the prosecutor, did not kick it up to bar that he was giving Millions and millions of dollars uh, to Sammy the Bull Gravano to eat the Parmesan cheese, put him in the witness protection program, and even pay for his facelift. But let's move on because the president, former president of the United States, had this to say about the raid on his Margot Largo complex yesterday. We are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. We are a nation that has the highest inflation in over 40 years. Where the stock market just finished the worst first half of a year in more than five decades. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend, we will not break, we will not yield, ever, ever, ever. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Now, you know that had to be pre-prepared, Lou. You knew he knew the raid was coming. If he didn't know exactly the date, the time, the the situation, I can't believe he made that all up uh, as the raid was taking place. And anyway, I want to give some uh, fuel. Want to give some information to our many hosts and hostesses here at WABC who are going to be ranting and raving about the invasion uh, by the FBI of former President uh, uh, Don. Donald Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago estate. Think back, ladies and gentlemen. Think back. 1996, the elusive papers of the law firm of Hillary Rodham Clinton. Remember that? Remember how they were looking for those documents as part of the Whitewater investigation for two years, two years of searches and subpoenas. And then all of a sudden, miraculously, at the moment, then indictments were going to be unsealed if Hillary did not produce the documents. And remember, she was the first lady in the White House at the time of uh, Bill Clinton's administration. Incredibly, she was able to find the missing documents. She claimed after throwing a lamp at Bill Clinton's head because of another indiscretion that she had learned about in their boudoir, their bedroom, and the Secret Service agents had to untangle them. 
as she and some of her uh, aide-de-camps were cleaning up the debris of the lamp that had smashed up against the side of the wall. Lo and behold, she discovered the missing, elusive Rosewood Law Firm papers that she claimed had been missing for two years. Remember when she loaded up the hillbillies and racketeers in the uh, pickup truck from Little Rock and drove to Washington, D.C. upon Bill Clinton's election, she claimed that she had either misplaced, didn't remember, or couldn't find uh, those papers. And when all of a sudden the gauntlet was dropping in that Whitewater Land Venture investigation that would have led to uh, indictments, maybe even of Hillary herself, miraculously she found the papers. So this is not the first case, won't be the last case, but clearly, I think you can make the case uh, that the haters, the Trump haters were out in force. And again, this is coming from somebody, yours truly, who is not a Trump supporter. This is crazy. And am I to believe, oh my God, what is this? There was a... uh, a text that went out, a text from, of all people, Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo, who is at his compound. You know, he's at the Fredo compound out there in Southampton where they've hit the mattresses and they're stirring the marinara sauce. This is from Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo. Department of Justice must immediately explain the reason for its raid, and it must be more than a search for inconsequential archives or it will be viewed as a political tactic and undermine any future credible investigation and legitimacy of January 6th investigations. This, Lou, Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo, the nemesis of then-President Donald Trump, remember saying, I need the ventilators, the ventilators. Oh, politics makes for strange bedfellows. And then, as you remember... Rupert Murdoch couldn't be any bigger a supporter of Donald Trump the first time he ran for election and beat Hillary Rodham Clinton, and the second time when he ran uh, for re-election and lost to Joe Biden. The New York Post, the Wall Street Journal, the Murdoch Publications, the Fox uh, News Network, very much in support of Donald Trump. I'm looking at the lead editorial in today's uh, New York Post. You need to check it out. Because, oh boy, when Rupert Murdoch suddenly turns on you, he turns on you completely. So we just saw the $750 billion Inflation Reduction Act. They said, well, we can blame Joe Biden. We can blame Joe Manchin of West Virginia for flipping the script and obviously selling out. But the person most that needs to be blamed is former President Donald Trump, sabotager-in-chief, because he did not deliver on the two U.S. senators uh, who were running in the runoffs in Georgia after he lost uh, the election to Joe Biden. So when all is said and done, Rupert Murdoch, who obviously controls the editorial page, that's why he spends so much money, loses close to $100 million a year on this great periodical, without which it would be out of business is now deciding to blame Donald Trump for the Inflation Reduction Act. Not necessarily Biden, not necessarily Manchin. Oh, boy, how times can change. 
Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. About time, Lou, you got back to me. Uh, hell of a lot of clutter there in between. This is the lunch hour edition here at WABC. I only got 45 minutes to do a rip and read and commentary, so let me get right down to it. This is the theme song of the mayor, Eric Adams, the swagger man who has no plan. With all the Michigash, all the craziness going on, the New York Times, which made love to him in the general election against me, they gave me no time, gave him all the time, has a front page headline that says, Anxious New Yorkers worry whether Eric Adams is the man for the moment, whether he's ready for prime time. This is after seven months, Lou. They had anointed him the next president of the United States. The new face of the Democratic Party is Eric Adams. Wow, the old gray lady herself has begun to turn on Eric Adams. And you know what they say the two major complaints were? He dresses too nice and goes to too many parties and after-hours shorts. Wow! Join the club. And here's an example yesterday. In the midst of the immigrants pouring in illegals into our city and him uh, blaming Abbott instead of Biden with increasing violent crime problems, with garbage everywhere in the streets, rats dancing morning, noon and night doing the horror, the tarantella and just enjoying life in New York City. This is what the mayor determined was the priority at the University. Unisphere in Flushing Meadow Park just yesterday in prime time. It's about the trash. It's about the trash. And it's keeping our city clean in so many ways. And that's why we're standing here at the Unisphere doing great things uh, for our entire planet. Starting this fall, um, we're bringing guaranteed weekly curbside composting to the entire borough of Queens. Oh, I know, Lou, you in Queens, Sid Rosenberg in Queens. I know that was your number one priority, composting. <laughs> and then he has his brand-new sanitation commissioner, a woman named Tish, who was born with a silver spoon in her mouth, big enough to offset the trade balance between the United States and Red China. She, who never picked up a piece of paper on the ground in her life, she would say, Jeeves, Jeeves, can you pick up this piece of paper? What the hell does this lady know about the sanitation department? Garbage everywhere. Pickups not being made. Rats everywhere. And what was the priority of the Eric Adams administration yesterday? With a woman who knows nothing about the sanitation department, but he put her in charge of a tish. Composting. I know, Lou, uh, for you guys, oh, yeah, 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 can't wait for the composting truck. Once a week. <laughs> All right, let me get down to it. The big issue is Eric Adams, our mayor, 
The swagger man with no plan has continued his war of words against Governor Abbott, claiming that the immigrants who came in on that greyhound pounding the hound on Sunday morning that he decided to meet at 7 o'clock in the morning because he wanted FaceTime, another press conference, and then it was Live at 5 later on in the day. That's his new nickname. It's Eric Adams, Live at 5. There were supposed to be 40 illegals. There were at the start of their trip in Texas. And then the bus was asked to stop in two places along the way. In Paramus, the home of many illegal aliens in New Jersey, where they are given the costumes, the uh, costumes of the cartoon characters and superheroes, to go earn some money in Times Square each day again, along with the naked cowboy. He's the only legal one. And then they got to kick up the vig to their padron. So they realized there was uh, guaranteed employment there. And then uh, another bunch said, let's get off in Hackensack because we've been watching Univision and Te- Telemundo, which they get down in Central America and Mexico because of the national broadcast, not just the local broadcast. And don't drop us off in Times Square, the Port Authority, because there's too much crime. So Eric Adams, who always says, I like to pivot, I like to swirl, decided to say, no, 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 no. The reason that they jumped ship, the reason that they got off the Greyhound before it arrived at the Port Authority Sunday morning had nothing to do with the rising violent crime in New York City. They were afraid that Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, and the dreaded ICE would be there. And somebody had to keep reminding the mayor, as they did yesterday, hey, schmuck, hey, parts, it was ICE, it was Limigre, it was Immigration and Naturalization under the orders of the Biden administration, under the uh, Department of Homeless Services that was ordered to transfer these illegal aliens onto the bus and to make sure that they were on their way to New York where Abbott had designated them to go. And then he was complaining that there's no communication, no communication. Well, that's because not only Eric Adams' administration, but previous administrations in New York, de Blasio, um, you had Bloomberg. You had even Michael Buttigieg, Rudy Giuliani before that, Ed Koch. They operate this city as a sanctuary city, the state, a sanctuary state, going going back long before Pataki and through the 12 years of Pataki. In New Jersey, it's a sanctuary state. Uh, Raj Baraka in Newark, a sanctuary city. Even when El Jefe, Shabu, Chris Christie was in charge in Trenton, a sanctuary state. And that meant, you know, you don't have communication with Lemigra, Immigration and Naturalization Service ICE. So then when ICE, the brave men and women who issue retainers, who are trying to pick up the criminal illegal aliens on a regular basis amongst us. And remember, there are about one million illegal aliens already living in New York City, the five boroughs. One million. And Eric Adams is having kittens over possibly maybe about three 3,000 who have worked their way into the five boroughs since the airdrops at the Westchester County Airport and the Stewart Stewart Air Force Base in Orange County were taking place uh, in the wee hours of the morning on the orders of Joe Biden and Mayorkas, the Department of Homeland Security, as if Eric Adams had no idea that some of those buses loaded up with the illegals were heading into the city. He knew that well. They were going right down the hutch. Buses are not supposed to be going down the hutch right across the Throgs Neck Bridge, and I'm telling you, people were seeing them depart right at the square at 103rd Street in Corona, 
the number seven train right above, and then they were just like disappearing into the immediate areas of Elmhurst, Corona, and Jackson Heights. So this is not at all new. And even the New York Post is taking him to task and they're hammering him and saying, look, uh, <laughs> who's being horrific here, Eric Adams? It's not Governor Abbott. It's the leader of your party, the president of the United States, Joe Biden. But Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, will not mention that. Meantime, he announced that the city of New York is contracting nonprofits to open up facilities, a.k.a. hotels, that you would think the uh, growing number of tourists need to stay at if the city is to recover economically, to turn those hotels into shelters for illegal aliens who are making their way into New York City. Now, I got to tell this guy, he's been featured all over Telemundo, Univision, El Diario, all the illegals and all the places that they are who want to come to America are now seeing that it's not just Joe Biden, who is their papi chulo, who's saying, hey, who's your daddy? Come to America. But the best of all the mayors is Eric Adams because he meets you and greets you at the Port Authority and he puts you up at a hotel, gives you an Obama phone, gives you a snap card which is uh, endless food, puts you on Medicaid. It doesn't get any better than that. Meantime, there was an immigrant family in Bensonhurst that was crying their eyes out. The mayor did the right thing. He visited them because their son, 19-year-old college student, Asian, had been shot and killed in the parking garage of Brooklyn BJ's Wholesale Outlet. It was by a thug who was preying upon those who were shopping at BJ's. He had robbed before, and in this case, he robbed, and he had shot him dead. And the Chinese family, almost uh, almost in a chorus, said, what is the point of living here if we live in fear? These are all immigrants. And then all of a sudden, they turned to the mayor, who was good to be there, and they said, every day we hear about another murder. Mr. Mayor, what are you doing about this? And the mayor is going to hear the same thing tonight because he's conducting his third community conversation on public safety in Longwood Avenue in the heart of the South Bronx. And I'm sure some of the residents who are outraged who are going to say, Mr. Mayor, you're talking about all these illegals being good people and we want to be a sanctuary city and we want to accept them and give them all the benefits that some of us are not even qualified to get What do you say about that bus that was made right opposite the Bronx Zoo, opposite a public school just the other day, PS 57, in which housed illegal aliens were packaging drugs. It was a supermarket of judge. Millions of dollars of heroin and fentanyl being dispensed into the streets of the Bronx. And as they tried to escape, it was the DEA who made the arrests on the roof and on the fire escapes. And uh, they weren't even asked for their identity because they're illegal aliens. And remember, this is a sanctuary city. He's going to catch hell tonight, and rightfully so. Before that, right as we speak, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, is meeting with clergy leaders, and I'm sure he's asking them to give tactical air support to Bishop Whitmore, who continues to be under attack, rightfully so. Remember, that's the minister, self, uh, self-appointed self bishop, who has his church just four blocks from where I was raised in Canarsie, who claims that he was robbed at gunpoint. You all saw the video. He and his wife and his congregants, uh, $400,000 in bling-bling. He then pumped it up to a million dollars for insurance purposes 
then jacked it back down to 400000 when people said that's outrageous. And I can only give you an update, ladies and gentlemen. He's hands off. Brooklyn DA Eric Gonzalez should be investigating with his ADAs. They've been, t- been told by City Hall, leave the bishop alone. The 69th Precinct, uh, which is where I grew up in Canarsie, right off Forster and Rockaway Parkway, they have assigned no detectives, no detectives to invis- investigate the shakedown. Uh, that will only benefit uh, Bishop uh, Whitmore. And he has been given uh, sanctity and protection and sanctuary by City Hall. And earlier in the day, the mayor was at a rally for better buses for Brooklyn. I'm wondering if he was talking about better buses for the illegal aliens uh, being shipped to New York uh, by Governor Abbott. Now, on the gubernatorial front, tomorrow I will be joining Bo Dito at Bo Dito's Invitation. As you know, I've been at odds with Bo Dito on some instances. It's been, let's face it, Lou, like ammonia and bleach with me and uh, uh, Bo Dito from time to time. Other times we're embracing, he's kissing me on the, uh, uh, on the cheeks. The other moment, we're fighting. But he has done, he's a mensch. He is bringing people together who have been at odds all over the city to embrace the only person who can save us from this Michigash, this crime wave, this, uh, this wave in which uh, more New Yorkers are continuing the exodus and escaping because of Governor Crime Wave Kathy Hokum. Hokum because she's full of nonsense. So Bo Dito reached out to me. He said, I want you to attend a rally. For Congressman Lee Zeldin, the GOP and Conservative Party nominee to become the next governor of the state of New York, the election on November 8th. And I said, of course, of course. Uh, When my candidate, Andrew Giuliani, lost fair and square, both I and his father, Rudy Giuliani, we pledged our support for Lee Zeldin. He goes, we got to do more. I said, you're right. You're right, Bo. He says, I'm going to invite the guy you ran against in the Republican primary that you hated, you loathed, you despised, Fernando Mateo. And, boy, that rubbed the nerve. But I said, you're right, Bo. You and I, we've been at odds. Uh, We make up to break up. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. We all need to to rally around Congressman Lee Zeldin if we are to have a state that is worth staying in unlike a state in which the mass exodus continues. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, from Buffalo to Brooklyn, we have neighbors who have the for sale signs out. If they're not escaping to Florida, it's to Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Texas, Tennessee, and parts unknown. And that brings us to Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. Uh, The high school graduation rates across the state of New York don't pass the test. Uh, Parent after parent is saying, what does having a diploma from a public school in New York State mean if our children can't pass basic skills tests for employment or have to take non-credit-bearing remedial courses in college? Wow. That says it all right there. Says it all. And again, front page of the New York Times, Lou, you remember... Everybody said, hey, Curtis, you weren't, you know, hey, not your time, right? Not your time. Eric Adams, oh, he had the full package, the law and order mayor, you know, black. He would appeal to minorities, uh, moderate Democrat. Front page, New York Times, which embraced him and didn't give me ugats, gave me bupkis. Anxious New Yorkers worry whether Eric Adams is the man for the moment and say he's not ready for prime time. Because he spends too much time in the nightclubs 
and he wears too fancy clothes. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. YC. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We don't need no education. Oh, come on, Lou. I want to see the pink pink, pink flying over. Want to drop a tab of acid and shit there? Why do you have to play another brick in the wall? Why couldn't you play comfortably numb? Time. Wish you were here. Pink Floyd, huh? Come on, be honest, Lou. You and everybody out there, you're saying, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lunchtime edition with Curtis Sliwa. I get a little Pink Floyd action. I get a little flashback action, right? Oh, no, 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 no. This has to do with politics. This doesn't have to do with music. And chasing the pig pig that you all fantasize seeing. This has to do with Roger Waters, leader of the pack, man who hates the state of Israel with a passion. And he suddenly decided, as he and Pink Floyd are on tour, to dedicate uh, the concert to the attack against Joe Biden, claiming that he is a war criminal, that he is responsible for the war in the Ukraine and not Vladimir Putin. President Joe Biden? Yeah. Well, he's fueling the fire in the Ukraine for a start. That is a huge crime. What about our role as liberators? We, you have no role as liberators. World War II? Pearl Harbor. You were completely isolationist until that sad, devastating, I, I would argue awful we were day always in, going to in get in, and that pushed us in. Right? Thank God the Russians had already won the bloody war almost by then. Try and figure out what the United States would do if the Chinese were putting nuclear missiles into Mexico and Canada. The Chinese are too busy encircling Taiwan as we speak. Okay? They're not encircling Taiwan. Taiwan is part of China. And oh. that's been absolutely accepted by the whole of the international community since 1948. You're believing your side's propaganda. You're, if you're having a conversation about human rights, at the top of the list of offenders are the Chinese. Why is it the Chinese the didn't invade Iraq and kill a million people in 2003? Who have the Chinese invaded and slaughtered? In Their the own. Bollocks. Okay. That's absolute <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> Bollocks, bollocks. So the next time you decide to have flashbacks, Lou, and the rest of you out there listening to Pink Floyd, I get it. I listen to Pink Floyd, too. I was listening uh, and then watching for the pink pig to be flying overhead. I'm not going to tell you whether I was dropping acid or not, but the point being is why would you waste your money in this inflationary period to go see Roger Waters? Who well, not only maligns Israel, but now is blaming Uncle Joe Biden for the war in Ukraine, not Putin, and took a page out of LeBron James and the NBA by blaming Taiwan, a.k.a. Formosa, and not 
the evil red Chinese totalitarian dictatorship. Had I been that CNN commentator, I would have said, hey, uh, what about about the Muslims in China? What about the Uyghurs? And I'm not talking about the folk group from the 60s. But that's to be continued. Then on the local musical front, uh, Lou, I know you're not a fan of Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap, who is the pride of Patterson, New Jersey, uh, clearly has an eye injury. His eye rolls around, especially after smoking four or five blunts before hitting the uh, concert stage. But Fetty Wap, who if you go into Patterson, New Jersey today, up the hill, down the hill, first ward, fourth ward, he's considered a hero. But then remember, he was arrested. Uh, for drug trafficking out on Long Island, distributing opioids on the streets of communities in Suffolk and Nassau County as part of a consortium. But they cut him loose on bail. Then all of a sudden, according to prosecutors, they have a video in which Fetty Wap, during a FaceTime call, is saying snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. If you testify against me, pal, you see, I'm going to kill everybody with you. And he flashes his nine into the FaceTime call. Now, Lou, you might be a Fetty Wap supporter. Even in Patterson, they would say, you're kidding. He's going to jail now, right? He's going to be remanded to jail, no bail. No, he's been given bail. So Fetty Wap, the degenerate hip-hop monster from Patterson, New Jersey, the pride of Patterson, New Jersey, is out there to threaten even more of the witnesses who are going to be terrified to testify against him now because they're going to remember what he said in that FaceTime call in which he's remanded back out into the street. Snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. And, oh, poor Mike Tyson, the rapist who has been given chance after chance, He's now attacking Hulu. He's saying that Hulu is treating him like a slave, like someone who is on the auction block because they're not giving him any money for their mini documentary series that they have on Mike Tyson. Truth of the matter is, he doesn't want this mini series out because it's going to tell the truth. What a degenerate monster Mike Tyson has been. From the day he was birthed on Amboy Street in Brownsville, never ran, never will, and has gotten away with violent crime after violent crime. He wants his documentary series done by Jamie Foxx because it'll be soft serve. And so he's ranting and railing. He says, Hulu stole my story. They're greedy. And this is the case of white people again exploiting the work of black people. Hey, hey, Mike Tyson. You're a public figure. Anybody can do a biop on you, a documentary. Anybody can do a movie on you. Shut your mouth. Although, remember, Mike Tyson uh, said to uh, Mel Gibson, Mel, if you want to be forgiven, if you want to get back into the mainstream, you got to do what I do. Every time I'm interviewed, I grab the Kleenex, I cry. They call me a rapist, a degenerate, a thug. I cry, I cry. They love that. America loves somebody who cries. Mel, cry, and they'll forgive you for being a virulent anti-Semite. End of the story. Mel Gibson has never reached for the Kleenex, never cried, and we'll never find that out. Meantime, I dedicate this 45-minute show to a man who had his rights violated right there in the shadow of Sid Rosenberg and Lou, where they live in the Irish Riviera, the Rockways. Andre Velasquez, who was dragged off the beach of Rockway, charged with numerous crimes because he did go for a swim at 8 o'clock on Friday in the sweltering heat. 
that's the focus of law enforcement in the city of New York? Not to drive by thugs, not to drug dealers, not to gangbangers, bangers. 